I wasn't worried about it because we're going to be in the UK in, in March. So I was going to send out my henchmen, my, my, my British henchmen. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 273 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and here comes the boom! Ready or not, today is all about a band who have made the youth of a nation feel so alive for the very first time. Yes, if you haven't guessed by those clues, <laughs> uh, this week's guest is a frontman, rapper, singer, songwriter, day owner. You'll understand that later on, I guess. And um, the first person to make me uh, aware of multiple car crashes in videos, Sunny Sandoval <laughs> of Payable on Death, the uh, new metal gods, P.O.D. P.O.D. on the pod. It's the P.O.D. cast. It's come full circle. The first, one of the first jokes we ever made on this was a P.O.D., like the new metal band. And they're on. It's finally happened. Finally, this only could have been made as good if we had a family of dolphins on, which is also called a pod. So, <laughs> yes, we had a fucking wonderful, wonderful chat, <laughs> lovely enough to give us his time. And we spent an hour literally just chuckling and being amazed by the things that that man and his band have accomplished. Fair play to him. He is the one man purge. And uh, he is absolutely smashing it right now. So it was awesome that we got to talk to someone who has been a legend in our scene for quite some time and a band I really, really enjoyed. I'm just blown away. You knew what a group of dolphins is called. That's good general knowledge there. Good general knowledge. But honestly, POD are one of those new metal poster childs for their boom period. They've really carried the flag for all different subgenres of music over the last three decades. There's elements of metal, rap, reggae, soul, funk, all across their back catalogue. And Sonny in particular just has one of those voices that makes you want to listen to what he says. Anytime he slows things down in a verse, I really want to capture these words and just feel the groove. 
of this band and so glad we could finally make this conversation happen. Uh, they have a brand new album coming out on May the 3rd called Veritas that is available to pre-order now and they'll be coming to the UK for what is an incredibly mega run of three shows with Skin Dread and As Everything Unfolds. So a big Sap Fam loving friends tour that's going to be and throughout this conversation, we're just really going to dive in to the band's history, some of their wildest moments, some things about his personal life that you probably weren't expecting, and plenty of laughs in between. And even a sneaky Katy Perry mention as well, Ooh. which no, nobody was expecting that. But yeah, thank you very much to Sonny and his team once again. Thank you very much to everybody in Payable on Death for the music over the years. I absolutely adored this chat. I wasn't, I'd never met him before, so I wasn't sure how he was going to go. Um, I thought he might be one of them serious, boring Americans. Um, <laughs> but it turns out he's fucking class and lovely. So thank you again to Sunny. Thank you very much to POD. And, um, hi. Tell everyone you're listening to this podcast by putting it in your Instagram stories at SaplinPod. Oh, Please go and check out our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash sapnin there's a whole bunch of people who are just the best on planet earth who were regularly meeting up at gigs and embracing each other of course the blackout are going on tour that's your band sean uh this monday so all of this week they're meeting up with official pre-party gig events that i've organized so if you want to if you're coming down to a show you want to get involved that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin but without any further ado let's get straight into it this is the legend the man himself, Sonny of POD, on episode 273 of Sapnin Podcast. Yes, none of those meetups will be in a weather spoons, um, because fucking grow up and stop using weather spoons, you daft, 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 dull, daft, alcoholic. I need my booze as cheap as possible while ignoring the fact that weather spoons has made everything much, much worse for all of my fellow countrymen, and it makes it harder for me. The American bands I love to come over on tour because everything's so more costly because the fella behind Weatherspoons made loads of numpties, gullible divs vote for Brexit. So there'll be no spoons. So yep, yeah, check it out patreon.com for what's happening in the end. <laughs> Why don't re- people realise spoons is bullshit? Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! 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 Yes! <laughs> yes, I wasn't sure if he was going to do it, but he, he's fucking pulled through. This week's guest is frontman, singer, songwriter, one of the new metal greats, the mighty Sonny of P.O.D. How are you? So good, man. Thank, thank you for the introduction. It was, it was lovely. No, no worries. We are we are big fans here. What we used to do back in the day when we first started the podcast, um, I would have to give out like the Instagram and the Twitter handle, and it's at S A W P E N I N P O D. And I'd always say, like the new metal band, but not the new metal band. So oh, there you go. It's nice. We've come full circle. Full circle. Here we are. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think Apple should give us royalties. Oh, I love that. <laughs> And and podcast as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At this rate, anyone can give any any of us royalties. That'd be nice. <laughs> can spot Spotify could throw a couple of pence my way. That would be nice as well. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But how are you doing? How's things at the moment? What's the like in the in the POD world and just a day to day household? Yeah, what's what's going on? I'm doing great. It's a uh, a little unusual weather here in San Diego, California. It's actually raining and there's some flooding going on so we oh, no. we rarely we rarely get rain so you know that happens everybody starts to freak out and panic and but rightfully so there is there is some flooding going on but it'll probably end tonight and then we'll we'll be good but other than that um we have a new record coming out in may we've been sitting on it for a while so we're super excited with uh with the new record it means two years of touring um, so we'll be headed over to the UK in March just for some one-offs and then, uh, we'll do some US touring and then we'll be back in the, U uh, excuse me, Europe and the UK for all the festivals and, and some headlining dates and stuff like that. So we're, we're excited just to get going again. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. now obviously these, uh, UK dates in March are supporting our good friends, Skin Dread. Yeah. And one of those oh. dates include Wembley Arena. So, I mean, that's not a, a bad way to start this album campaign. No, not, not at all, man. This is this is huge. I think the last time we played Wembley was with Corn in uh, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Wow, we're excited. We're 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 stoked to support our brothers in Skindred. It's been a long time, you know, since we we've hung out with those guys. So, yeah, yeah. congratulations to them. Yeah, they they are they're finally reaping the rewards in the UK that they've um, should have had. Well, from album one, the first album is fucking unbelievable. They're finally getting their roses now, and yes, it's it's awesome that they can bring bands like yourselves over. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic show. Yeah, that that record was great. That in in two thousand and two, 
we we headlined over in Europe and UK and we took out El Nino and Skindred and that's when their album was we knew we knew of their album because of Howard Benson. He said, hey, you guys should check out these guys. And and as soon as we heard it, we're like, oh, we love it. We love it. So the first first time we did our own headlining tour overseas, um, they were the first band that we wanted to 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 be with. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We've heard many stories of um Benji just playing jokes on Howard Benson when they recorded together. So like <laughs> it's, it's nice that he, he suggested there and they're all kind of worked out but uh Sonny there's there's so much I want to talk to you about throughout this conversation but I've got to start with this one thing I need you to tell me about you represent SoCal and everything you do right mm. and your big love of your hometown San Diego but recently they've dedicated their own day to you personally, not 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 just the band, but to you what? personally. What? How yeah, the yeah. hell does that happen? And how does that feel know. to know that, like, <laughs> the place you're from, you're a holiday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm still tripping out about it. I found out um, last summer, and so they made June 23rd, Sunny Sandoval Day. In Southern California, <laughs> and it, yeah, right. Yeah, see, I, I'm still laughing too. <laughs> it's just wild. I don't, I don't know how it happened. It was uh, by the the county and the city, and a lot of it was just for accomplishments, and, and also just a lot of the community work and and good works, you know, that I that I put my heart into. Um, but it, it is an honor. So now I'm trying to figure out what to do next um, in the summertime. You know what I mean? I'll be over in Europe, so I'm, but I'm still trying to put together uh, something that maybe, you know, my, my friends can take over, but some type of charity rock show or something, you know what I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out, but the, the, the first year has got to be something special, so I'm still thinking it out. Oh, you've got to find out where you are in Europe on that day yeah. and then see, see if you can get whatever insane German town it is to see if they can <laughs> change their day. Oh, that'd be okay, amazing. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's got to be some sort of celebration of you on that day. Like by the, even if it's not just by the band and crew, that's the day they have to listen to you. This bow down to Sunny that day. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know I have no problem convincing the, whatever Germans are at the beer, beer garden at that point to have a drink to me. So it's all good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh. I won't have to convince them much. <laughs> But what what are, what are just a, a, a wild full circle moment? Like, do you remember when someone told you that this was happening? Like, it's just, it's something that's such a, a, a shock for you personally to maybe just experience. Yeah, it was, it was actually, it was, Ju it was June 3rd and I was throwing um, a charity benefit concert um, in downtown San Diego with a bunch of local bands uh, and we were raising money for one of my best friend's wife who's who's battling cancer. And so we were we were we were trying to raise fifty thousand dollars for their bills and medical bills and stuff like that. And so we were celebrating my birthday as well, but I just kind of used that to get people to come in and, and and donate. And so they completely flipped it on me. I had no idea. Here we were raising this money, we're throwing this amazing show, and then at one point they do bring up a cake. We sing happy birthday and then and then my buddy who I'm throwing the 
concert for his wife to benefit him and another uh, buddy. They, they just announced it and said that this county, the city. So I, you know, obviously I'm a bubbling mess and I'm crying. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, it. It's only because, you know, I, I love this city. <laughs> so to be able to get that, you know, it's just something I'm super, super proud of and, and humbled. And so it was, it was a beautiful thing. So, and the, and the cool thing about it is that they made it June 23rd, which is actually my mother's birthday. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's awesome. Not, yeah. So not only is it my mother's birthday, um, around the world, it is now sunny Sandoval day in, in San Diego. Yeah. Oh. I've gone cold. I've gone cold all over. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. I've gone super yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah, was, I'm still trying to process it. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. What, um, yeah. So what, yeah. What do you get? Does that mean you can get away with like one crime in San Diego? <laughs> Have you got a key to yeah. the major banks? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What, what, what do you get? <laughs> It's yeah, free for all crime only on June twenty third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a purge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can oh, do whatever no. I want. <laughs> no, the one man purge. Oh, I tell you what, we've got you a wrestling name if you ever take up wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the one man purge. Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, hide me, hide me away on that day. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But for people who don't know, I mean, you mentioned it there. You seems like you do so much work for the community and with charity and stuff behind the scenes, away from the band. You have your own Youth of the Nation Foundation yeah. and, and so many things you're working on. Can you just kind of explain and just let us know, like, outside of the band, what are these things you do? And like, what, what does the foundation help with? And just, just talk to us about that a little bit. I mean... Music is a powerful thing. And so, you know, it's, it's always given, it, it gives you a, pl a platform. You know, we, we started this band, when we were super young and, but we've always, I've always been in a position to just, you know, I, I just, I love people, you know, and I want to see people do better. I want to see them healthy and strong. I want to see them find purpose in, in life. And music was a way to do that, you know, and obviously through all success and stuff like that, it's constant work, constant, you're constantly busy. Um, but then, you know, when, when the older we got and things started to slow down, I mean, nothing's really slowed down, but a lot of it happened during, um, just even during COVID was making my foundation official and just, just getting a little bit more serious about it. Um, but with Youth Nation, it is our long-term goal to, to have a, a building where, where young people can, can thrive, feel safe. Um, they have all the academic support that they need, but also the fun stuff. I want to, it's the easiest way to explain it is kind of like, um, having a YMCA, but, but more for, for arts and music. Um, you know, cause not, not every kid is, um, is an athlete, you know, not every kid has that, uh, natural ability to be in front of people or to, you know, be the spotlight. Um, they're not competitive, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of artists are just introverts. A lot of artists are, you know, in the back scenes and quiet. And so this would be a, a place for them to, to really strive. And so I am working with the YMCA and creating a teen center. I'm working with other um, educational uh, systems here in the South, building art and music curriculum. Um, so just a lot of things. And then wherever there's a need and just... I've done so. I, I was able to do a lot of things out, a lot of things outside of my community. That at some point I said, you know what? I 
I want to concentrate on more of my neighborhood where I, where I grew up because there's a, there's a lot of need. And so, you know, we do a lot of stuff to help out the kids and just, just try to give them purpose. You know, you, it's hard to see a future when you're kind of stuck in your circumstances, especially if it's bad, but you know, you, you, you give a kid a, a, a glimmer of a chance or an opportunity. Um, a lot of times they'll grab onto it and run with it, you know? And so I just want them to feel like they, can do anything that they set their heart, mind, and soul to, and they can be anything that they that they desire. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It goes without saying, your music has helped so many people over the years, and yeah, all this is is very like fully deserved. So I'm glad like you're getting recognition you, for all this as well, and I appreciate you opening up about all that. But oh, thank you so much. Getting into POD as as well. I mean, you guys have been a band for over thirty years now. And you have done That's so mad. much, so many records, so many tours, so many amazing memories. But in that time, what would you say is the things you've learned about yourself personally, spiritually, musically, that just, just kind of helped you continue to do this day in, day out? Man, I think now the older I get, I really, and, and because of COVID and all that, I, I really do appreciate the gift that I have to keep making music, to keep creating music and to, to keep sharing that uh, with the world. We've, we've been fortunate enough to, you know, be received all around the world. So we get to play all around the world. And I've never taken those, taken those cultures um, for, you know, advantage. I, I learn something every time I go. Um, but it's been, it's been such a great season just being with my guys and still knowing that all these years later, we're still going to go over to Europe and, and play shows. We're going to go to UK. We're playing Wembley. Like that's, that's mind blowing to me. You know what I mean? Most people don't make it this, this long. And so I, I don't, I don't pat myself on the back. I just, I just consider myself really fortunate. And I think again, looking hindsight all these years, um, it's just, it's just living our life. I think spiritually for so long, there was such a, I think I carried such a spiritual burden, you know, because I, I am a man of faith and I, and I, I love my God and I want people to find peace and happiness. A lot of that times it's become almost a job, you know what I mean? Where it's like, we have to go out and save the world. When I realized that the older I get, how God just wants my individual, individual attention. And, um, and he wants me to, to just um, be in his presence. And I want to be in God's presence. You know, I, I want to, this world is so crazy that I, I need a timeout, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to be able to be able to experience love and, and goodness. And um, so I guess the older I get, it's just me putting um, all of my love and faith and, and responsibilities and just all in the right, you know, basket and making sure that it's prioritized and, um, you know, that I'm doing the things that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. And, but all in that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to live my life the best I can. I'm trying to take care of my wife and my kids. You know, everybody knows POD is a hustling band. We're not that band that struck gold, you know what I mean? With one single and then we don't have to <laughs> work the rest of our lives. It's like, that's never changed. We've been working for over 30 years now. We continue to work. Um, and, you know, um, maybe I wouldn't have it any other way because it, it still, it keeps me grounded. Yeah, well, that, that grind is something 
people have always associated with you. And what I find so interesting is, and this is quite rare, for as long as you've been going, like you're one of those bands who've never broken up. You've never had like a proper hiatus where you've taken big time off. There's obviously been one or two Mm -hmm. lineup changes and all that kind of happens, but you've always been there one way or another, always been writing music, always been touring. What do you put that down to? Is it just that the love for this, the love for the music and the brotherhood between you and the rest of the guys? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we are brothers, you know what I mean? Even now, currently my cousin, who is the drummer, he's not in the lineup right now, right? We have a fill in, but he is the drummer of this band. And, and I think every single one of the guys will agree, but we all go through our seasons of just trying to figure out life. And, you know, we, we, stumble off the path or whatever and you didn't you find your way and, and we'll I, I know we'll be back together at a different point um you know and even when marcos wasn't in the band he was just trying to figure out stuff we were trying to figure out we went to such a height of success that you're you're learning who you are and all of that you know and and at the time yeah we could all had egos we could have stopped putting each other first we you know what i mean there's so many different things but it's a learning process. And I think you have to forgive yourself too in, in, in all of that. And we, if you look back, you're like, man, I could have made a lot better decisions, but it is, it is what it is in, in learning and going forward. But yeah, we, we, we love e- each other. We love making music together. A lot of it is just gratefulness because we never thought we'd leave San Diego. So I think now just the older we get, we think, I can't believe we've been together over 30 years. I can't believe we've sold this many records. I can't believe we've we've been around the world multiple times. People like our music and we're still, it, it might, to some people, they might forget that. And I, I think just because the way we were raised, we don't forget that. We're, we look at each other. We just, we just played India right before Christmas. And, oh wow, you know, we, we have a few hours and we're sitting around and we're looking at the mountains, you know, the, of the Himalayas. And we, you know, we look at each other and we're like, I can't believe we're in India, man. This, this is crazy. You know, and, and some, some people look and be like, eh, India, this country, whatever. Like they don't, they don't sit back and take in the moment. And here we are at each other, you know, we're all giving each other high fives and hugs. And we're saying, man, I can't, I can't believe we're, we're, we're in India, man. This is, this is a beautiful thing. So, you know, that's just, but that's just my guys, you know what I mean? We're, we're all grateful for everything that, that we've been allowed be a part of. Do you know what? I think that's the first time that anybody who's come on who is in a band has mentioned going to India. How was that experience? It's it, it's crazy, man, because <laughs> because it just for us, I mean, it takes two days to get there. It takes two days to get back. So, you know, we, we it takes us two days to get there and then and then we're there only like a day and a half or 30, 30 hours, 36 hours. And then wow. we got to get back on a plane. So it's, it's a little, it's a little taxing. I mean, that part's not fun. The flying's not fun, but <laughs> yeah. you know, once you're there, but, but India is a whole, it's, it's a whole different world of its own. Um, and, and we, we happened to where we were playing happened to be on the East end right under China. And it was a, it was a, um, a government fest- festival and it was, it was more out into the forest and into the jungle. So um, there's no, there's no city life going on. You know what I mean? These are real people, hardworking laborers, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's a whole different world of, um, 
of, of economic structure, right? And so you go there and you're like, how the heck are we playing a festival when most of these people in this region are just, they're just surviving every day. Like, so it did, it was kind of weird, you know, where you, it, it doesn't make sense, but then you're like, wait a minute, but this is rock and roll. And, and no matter what, these people came out to, to rock and roll. They just, and maybe it's not about their everyday life. It's about the moment that we're in here. And it was like a four day festival and, and it took effort to make it to this festival. People were camping, you know, it was, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like in the States. We're, we're spoiled in the States. We're spoiled in Europe, you know, in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in India, it was like people had to fight to go to this festival. And so, you know, um, thinking hindsight now, you know, I was more worried about, man, I was, what are these people thinking? And why would they want to come to a festival and when they got real life to deal with? But then now when I'm, you're asking me this question, I'm thinking maybe that was just their, that, that was their release. That that yeah. was their escape, and because it was it was beautiful, you know they had a bunch of bands, they had people camping out and having a good time, and so just to be a part of that was was a beautiful thing. Nice. It's so refreshing to hear you speak so passionately about just the little moments. Don't make you jaded. Don't make you uh, fed up if they're doing the same things. I mean, you you're so far into your career and you're still doing things for the first time. That must be so exciting. Yeah, yeah. I've, trust me, I've had my my moments and years of being jaded, and then so when I look back again, I feel like what a waste of time, you know? What what? Because there there were times when it was everything was just so. Um, it's like Groundhog Day, you know. There's yeah. you work so hard for a certain to get a certain place, and then you're touring all the time, and then you know, and then I'm on tour, and then I'm complaining about not being able to be home, and then I'm <laughs> home, and then I complain about not being able to be on tour because I miss it. And it was like a love hate relationship. And then I, like I said, when, once COVID happened, when we first found out COVID it was like, Hey, you guys are going to have to lock yourselves in your houses for two months. I was, I threw a party, you know, I was like, this is great. Like I get to be home with my wife and my kids and do nothing. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> but you know, after that two months, you're like, wait a minute, you know, I still, I still got to work for a living. And then it go, you know, a year passes through and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't good. But then you realize I'll never complain again about being on the road. I'll never complain about, you know, being on tour. It's like, I, I have the best job in the entire world. It doesn't matter what you, what kind of money you make. I have the best job in the entire world. I get to do it with people I love. And so I think all the shows that we've played since then has been a whole different uh, point of view. And so I just being able to see people that we weren't able to see for years, you know what I mean? And, and seeing crowds come out and pack out the place and sing. And it's like, man, we really do have a connection through music. And so I'll, I'll never take that. Uh, I'll never be jaded like that again. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, was there, was there a period during the COVID where you thought, where you considered other careers or what you would possibly do or? What would Sonny from POD do if he wasn't in POD? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at this point, what am I going to do? Go back to construction or something? Like, that's <laughs> not, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I'm too old. But I mean, I did make, I did a lot of music collaborations. I, I did a, a, a records worth of, of solo reggae uh, songs. Um, and I was planning on getting all, all that stuff out. I was just planning on releasing it for fun. But then, 
you know, it, be, it becomes label politics and stuff like that. And then as soon as I was able to, or I wanted to release it, you know, that's when we, I got the call from our label saying, we really do need a POD record first and not all, you know, whatever, all the, all the, the politics, but unfortunately, you know, that, that record's been done for over a year now. And so now this waiting game has been crazy. Uh, so we're excited about people <laughs> hearing this record. We're, we're ready to make a new record at this point. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but we, we forget that the rest of the world hasn't seen us or seen, seen us and heard this record. And, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll be touring all throughout this year and, and next year off this record. So, you know, as soon, I guess as soon as that comes out, then I know I'll be able to release my solo stuff. And I mean, I, I think I always want to be involved in music and and charity and good works you know what i mean to me that it gives me joy you know what i mean i don't lord willing i won't have to go and you know work a nine to five next year and, and i can you know i guess i'd have to, if i did i'd have to find the joy in that but i think uh if i'm lucky it'll still be doing stuff that i i really do find true joy in, in doing well i think one thing a lot of people associate pod with is that real boom period of new metal in the late 90s and early 2000s. And yeah. at many points, you were kind of the poster child for that in so many ways, especially mixing elements of reggae and rap and everything else in between. But that phrase as being something that has had a lot of success, it's being a, a period where people were ashamed by it, it's kind of come back into popularity again now. I mean... For you, what was that new metal movement like? And what is it being really just kind of living with that and seeing a subgenre hit such a boom period and then go away, but then come back and just kind of yeah, being yeah. there in between? It's, it's quite strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I think a lot of bands were ashamed of that. I don't think we were ever ashamed of that, of being called new metal. But you got to understand, we like POD is one of the original the original bands to take hardcore and punk and metal and reggae and hip hop. And not because it's contrived, but because we are those, this is a lifestyle for us. We, 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 we live this. We're not in the middle of nowhere, you know, raised a certain way. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm hip hop. I'm punk rock. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, you're not really, but, but, but that's okay. And for us, when we started in 92, when we started playing shows, people were like, oh, you guys kind of remind me of Body Count. And now Body Count, Ice-T is a rapper, but he wasn't really rapping in Body Count. He was being punk. He was being his punk side, right? He Ice-T had been known for hip hop his whole life, but that's what was cool about Body Count is that he came out and said, no, this is a side to me that you guys haven't seen before. And so he did his punk, street punk. And, and so... I could see where people got confused, right? But then when Rage Against the Machine came out, then it was like, oh, okay, well, you guys are more like Rage Against the Machine because, you know, Zach raps and it's heavy and there's, there's angst and it was like, oh, okay. Um, and then Limbiscuit came out and then it's like, oh, you guys are kind of like Limbiscuit. But to do this, all the early 90s, we were called rap rock, uh, rap core, uh, thrash, whatever. So we, we had heard names before and none of it ever stuck. So when it was like, oh, this new metal, 
it was just like whatever to us it was just another name but then all of a sudden that's the one they threw up against the wall and that's the one that stuck so then it was like okay cool so we we never really embraced it because again we just we we were so used to being called so many different things but now when i look back and people are like ah we're not new metal or that's i don't even care like i, I really don't care it's cuz we were pod before new metal we were pod when when new metal died down and now that new metal is having this kind of <laughs> resurgence it's like oh yeah. new metal is like cool like whatever dude. <laughs> We're just POD. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. To this podcast, new metal never had a, never had a down period in my eyes. It's fucking yes. never left me. It never left me. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> you, I, I'll show you how much it didn't, it never left me. When Limp Biscuit came back in 2009, they, a publicist came on to me at Download Festival and said, I have to say thank you very much on behalf of Limp Bizkit for constantly talking positively about them over the last oh, couple of nice. years. So when my band took off in like 2004 till 2014, 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I just, all I did was fucking constantly talk about how much I love new metal. So yeah, for yeah, it to then, yeah. for, for one of my favorite bands of all time, Limp Bizkit's fucking press person to That's be like, awesome. oh, Thanks for, you know, thanks for doing my job. <laughs> thanks for helping out. I, lo I love, I love that, man. I, lo I love, I guess, I guess we were never as close to Limp Biscuit, And for that, I, I, I mean, we, I have regrets because, but we were so used to being underground that we just didn't even, I guess maybe for that little short time that we had in the mainstream, we, I, we didn't even really embrace that. We didn't even recognize that that was happening because we had been in the underground for so long that that was the MTV days. That was kind of unreal for us. Like that was, that was pop for us. We didn't, we didn't understand that. So I think with the Limp Biscuits and the corn and all them, they, they've always kind of been up, up, they were always up there. And so I think we just, we crept in and we just really didn't know where we fit in because, you know, we're, we're the kind of band that once you got a little mainstream, all of our underground fans are like, oh, you know, like I like the old POD. I like before the MTV days, you know, or it's just like that with anything. Oh, they sold out and went pop or, you know, whatever. So I think Limp Biscuit and Corn have always just been huge. In my eyes, they've always just been huge, you know, <laughs> but, but for when I see Fred and the guys, like I love seeing them. I love that they're still killing it because they've always, they've always killed it. I love that they're still out there doing it. And uh, we just played a festival recently with them. And for all the people that talk about Limp Bizkit, it was so funny to be on the side of the stage and then just watch everybody go off and watch. There was, there was guys like 300 pounds of muscle on the side of the stage dancing like little girls. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, see, why don't they show that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why don't they show those guys having the time of their lives, but everybody wants to make it seem like nobody likes Limp Bizkit or, and maybe that's the persona that they kind of threw out there. Like everybody hates us, but we were, we were, I was filming these guys and I was filming the crowd and I'm like, this is great, man. They, all these years later and Limbiscuit still like, they, they're just, they're killing it. And so, I don't know. So now I'm trying to bug Fred about taking us out on tour, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get, get that over you. Bring that on. over you. Oh, come on. Yes. Maybe, maybe you could tell their management to, to put us on tour with Limbiscuit. <laughs>
I would D- I would DM Fred, but he just likes them and never fucking replies. The bastard. <laughs> I I just know for a fact that that would be that would be a good time, you know. Yeah. Oh, it'd be oh, unbelievable. 100%. Yeah, like a like a like a sick new world festival, but in the UK, yes. like we need that. Oh, imagine! Once that. people put aside their their egos, then we can make this happen. We we a few years ago we did a, a one at um a huge show. And it was the best lineup ever. It was Corn, Limp Biscuit, Suicidal Tendencies, oh. House, of, House of Pain. Can DJ Lethal? Us, yes, yes, us, and then and and, and, a, and a brother named Hobson. So it just was the perfect. It sold out a whole arena, and then everybody talks like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna take this on tour." And then when everybody leaves, nobody ever makes it happen. Uh, and if I had the power to make it happen, I'd make it happen. But you have to take the corns of the world and the limp biscuits. And you got to say, dude, this is about the fans. It's not even about, come on. You, you, it's not even about who makes more money. It's just about, dude, you guys already have your money. Let's just put together a show that, that the crowd wants. You will sell out stadiums around the world. So everybody just has to put outside their whatevers and, and just make it happen. I know the exact city that could happen in because I have recently met a man who has a day dedicated to him <laughs> in that city. That could happen in a city called San Diego, I think. Yes, yes. So I could dream it, but I need someone to fund it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. Come on, the city of San Diego. Let's make this happen. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I'm trying to think of the name already. I'm trying to think of the name of the festival. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to do that. What What was Six Sad World like? Because when that lineup came out, there's everyone over this side of the pond was just like, "Oh my god!" Oh like, yeah. What was it yeah. like playing and just and just seeing all those bands from that time just kind of joining forces? It- it was it was amazing, but like everybody else, the first thing we said was like, "How are you going to have this many great bands and not make this three to four days?" You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so. That's the first thing we thought. We're like, people would they would camp out for this. They would, you know, everybody they don't want to see one song on one stage and then have to run to the next stage because there's so many great bands. You don't you don't want to miss anybody, you know. So I, you know, if that was one thing I could have. I would have changed what I would have made it um, four days, but they, they smashed it into one day. They made their money and then that's it. Where if they were thinking about the people, they would have did four days of just letting people hang out and have fun. And, you know, but it was beautiful. And I, I was doing the same thing. I rush over here to see bands that I haven't seen before, like spirit box. Do you know what I mean? And nice. Yeah. And then ginger was playing over here. And then I got to be back for the Deftones. I got to make sure I'm here for corn and, Incubus and <laughs> nice. Man, it was it, it was yeah. just overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could have done like a week. Really, they could have made it like a, oh, a yeah. holiday in Vegas. Like they could, have, yeah. Because it's so com, it's so common now. You know, mm. fifteen years ago it wasn't common, and now in the states, I mean, I remember we would talk about, uh, you know, Rock and Ring, Rock and Park, or Download, and we're like, man, that's amazing because they didn't really do that in the states. You know, the the all, all you knew of was like Woodstock, you know, back in the day, they did this huge festival where all the bands came together. Now there's a festival everywhere you go in the States and it's usually three to four, four days. And so when, when, when they talked about all these 
new metal and old school, you know, 2000 bands and late 90 bands. We immediately thought, oh, it's going to be like a three day, you know, festival, but it wasn't. So, but they're going to do it again and they'll keep doing it again, but hopefully they can extend it a little bit. Sick, sick crossed. new week, sick new week. Sick new, I'm going to start a chant now. I'm starting a chant, guys. Sick, that, hey, I like that. Sick new week, sick new week. Yeah. It's a fucking week. Like, it's just a week. Yeah. Sick Unbelievable. new week, at least, at least. <laughs> Here's a question I've always wanted. I've always wondered. I've always wanted to ask you. Um, do you realize how much uh, you were played on Kerrang TV and Scuzz TV in the UK through the early 2000s, up until probably about 2010. No. Wow. So, yeah, we have a, 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 a TV station, which is closed this week, actually. It was either this week they've announced it, or last week they've announced they were closing the TV station, Kerrang mm. TV, like the magazine. I know Kerrang, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you guys, you were like one of... There was like constant rotation, right? <laughs> and it was... Wow. It was... It was Alive, it was Tribute by Tenacious D, um, Freak on the Leash, Freak on a Leash, of course, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. and then of you'd course, have, yeah. and then you'd have like Green Day American Idiot, you'd have like two different Fall Out Boy songs, and then um, Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and that, Just that would be like twenty four hours a day. Yeah, that was yeah. So oh, you might want to have a yeah, you might have a want to have a word with PRS and see if there's any of that TV money in the UK lying about. Cause right. Someday, someday we're going to, we're going to get paid out for all those things uh. like that, that we know nothing about. <laughs> well, yeah. Fingers crossed. Eh? Fingers crossed. But yeah. Yeah. You talked about like that, that boom period and obviously like, especially during this satellite cycle and just not being able to take in all these things that were going on. Was there a moment or is there a memory of something around that time in particular where you thought for the first time, like, oh, wow, like this is gone to the next level. Like POD is like a, a next level band now. Yeah, we, we, it was all kind of right. Things started to happen during fundamental, but, um, you know, obviously satellite just, it, it skyrocketed, but even during fundamental, we were just, that's when Corn took us out to, to Europe. We were on OzFest here in the States. Um, but we were so busy, you know, we were touring 12 months out of the year, you know. Um, it wasn't until you'd get home and then you're hanging out with, all, with your family and all the boys and they're like, man, you guys are blowing up. To us, it didn't seem like it because it was just show after show, city after city, you know. And, um, you know, luckily for us, we, we were able to have a bus. So it was like, it's just routine, you know, you sleep, you wake up, you sound check, you do interviews, you play the show, you know, you go back on the bus, you sleep, you go to the next city. Um, and so you didn't, you didn't see it, you know, until people started to hit you up. And back then, you know, they didn't even have cell phones. So it wasn't until you got home where people are saying, dude, you guys are everywhere. And then when we, we'd say we jump, uh, at the airport and then we're walking to the, to get on our flight. And then you'd see a magazine with one of us on and you're like, no way. Like, you know, Marcos on guitar or my cousin on the drummer magazine or me on something. And it was like, this is not, you know, like, this is not, not real. You know, I'll buy, I'll buy 10 of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this is not happening, you know, but then when satellite happened and that's when um, they started to market us around the world. And then 
you know, what, when, when we went over to the UK and we're doing press and we're going to Ireland to do press and, and we're going to Japan and Australia, like this, that was unheard of. We're like, this is crazy. So, and to show up in a country, even on our headlining tour with Skin Dread and El Nino in 2002, I think it was 2002, going over there and then going and playing, say, Ireland for the first time and shows are sold out and then they're already handing you um, a gold record or a platinum record and you're just meeting these people for the first time, you know, from the label in the lobby of your hotel and they're handing you a plaque and you're taking pictures wow. and you're like, you're just speechless. You're like, I don't, I didn't even know we sold a record here and here we are. But that's the power, you know, once... Once you're in the system, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I can't even start to comprehend all of those things. But let's talk about this, this new album as well. I mean, you guys seem so excited just to get this out. I mean, you said you've been sitting on it on a while, so I'm sure it's a, it's about time. But like, this is your eleventh record. Yeah. Into doing this. I mean, I always find it so interesting for lyricists in particular. Like, once you've done so many albums, how does it continue to stay fresh and you're not running out of things to say? I'm sure, like, your know, life experiences change and there's things yeah, you, yeah. you want to talk about, but it, there must be moments where you look back and go, well, have I used this phrase or have I used this word or lyric before? Right. <laughs> <laughs> have I said that before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and I probably have, you know what I mean? But hey, if it's just as important to me in this moment when I'm, when I'm writing it than it was, you know, 20 years ago, then I guess it's, it needs to be said, you know? Um, it's funny you should say that because I, I was just sitting with my, my son yesterday um, driving home and um, we always listen to music and, you know, he's, he plays drums and now he wants to try doing vocals and, and writing songs and, so we, we pay attention a lot to lyrics, you know, and he was, he was throwing up old POD stuff and he was like, you know, how did you come up with this or what, where'd you get this from? And I said, be honest with you. I said, it, it really just comes in that moment. Like for me anyway, you know, I'm not, you know, I've said this before. I, I don't carry around a journal and I'm not writing my thoughts down or I'm not writing poetry. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's, it's always in, it's always in the moment because to me, that is, that is, that's just the now. And I like to, to sit and write the music with the guys first. And then a lot of times it, it really is just the music, um, that sparks the content or sparks the, the feeling or the emotion. And then you're, and then it's, and I said, it's just, it is just kind of magical. It just, it just happens. And before you know it, you're like, okay. Yeah, I have words. I have I have a melody. <laughs> I, you know, I can't sit back and take credit for it. Like it's not like I went to school for that or <laughs> I learned it anyway. I just I learned by doing it, and so that's what I was telling my son. You just, man, you just just go for it. Just just start somewhere. And so same thing with this record. I think it was. We could all say that we've been through a lot. I mean, not only through COVID and all that stuff, but also just internally. You know, with our own personal drama with our, our 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 band right now you know but out of love and out of just grace and moving forward and trying to finish a record you you find a way you find a way to to to, to do it and so 
I don't know. I, you're just going to have to listen to it and hopefully <laughs> dig in there. You know, I, I'm a lyrics guy. So I, I love, I hate when there's bands. I love the music, but I'm like, but what did he say? What did he say? I get, you know, there's certain types of music that is so affected or, or they're so low in the mix where I'm like, no, I need to, I need to know what he said. It's just as, if anything, that to me, it's just as important as the way the music makes me feel. I need to know what he said because it's, those words, those words could could either breathe life or they could breathe destruction. So it's like, what what did he say? <laughs> he, I have to know what he said. He's he's either for me or he's against me. You know what did, what did he say? What did he, what did he say? <laughs> I need to know who he is. <laughs> I imagine me just listening to a song one day. Going, what? Did he just say? Sean Smith's a bastard. <laughs> was that? Was that? Was that what he said? Like, surely not. So yeah, you said you, you said you started. You've had this record a while. When when did you officially start writing the record? Oh man, um, I want to say all the way back to two thousand and one. Just because during COVID, every everybody was making music, um, but it was it, it was hard for us because we're you know we've been a band over thirty years. We we sit in a room and we look at each other in the face and we we talk it out and we play and and we feel it out um unfortunately 98% of the bands nowadays all live in different cities they all communicate via email and and zoom and laptops and and that's how they write records now and for us you know that's not we just we're not from that school and we and we didn't want to do that you know Trey, our bass player, he had just moved um, to Nashville. We're in California. So it's not like we could work with him. And a lot of it was just Marcos and I, we would go up to LA with uh, a production group called The Heavy, which did our, our last record circles. And so it was a whole new, it was a whole new process for us. Mm. So we would, we would go and show up with a guitar riff, a vocal idea, and we would just start putting stuff together and we've never given anybody this much freedom to it's one thing to have a producer listen to your stuff and be like okay maybe we change this up maybe we try try this now it was we were going in with you know three fourths three quarters of a song you know what i mean a half of a song quarter of a song and then it was really you know a lot of it was building it together and creating it together which was completely new for us so i think you'll hear that in this record it just um there's no real theme if anything this is probably our first record where you don't really hear the the, the reggae side oh you know it's not it's not all the different flavors of pod i think it's there's highs and lows or there's more of one and less of the other um people are already saying do you, did you guys do a reggae song did you guys and I'm like, I listen. I'm like, nope, we didn't. We, we <laughs> yeah. didn't. Shit! Oh, boys, we forgot. It. Yeah, <laughs> we forgot it. We forgot it. There might, it might be, it might be a reggae style in my, my maybe in my vocals on, yeah, on a song. Yeah. But there wasn't a skank. You know, it's just stuff that we normally kind of just throw in the pot. This time, I think it was. It's just, it's just kind of rocking all the way through. It's just. So I'm really excited. I, I know everybody says that this is you know, their favorite record. Um, I didn't say it's my favorite, but I, I did say that it, it, this possibly could be the best record that we've, we've written. 
and 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 we'll see we'll see i love it i love it <laughs> i can't wait yeah i can't wait to hear it now. yeah yeah we're very excited to hear it and looking at the track listing i did notice uh some wonderful guest features are going to be throughout yeah. this with tatina from ginger you got randy from lamb of god and co from seosin how did these kind of come about and what's it like for you getting other vocalists involved on some albums and some tracks and seeing the way they work with things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at all of POD records, I'm going to even be as arrogant and bold to say, like we, we started this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we started the guest vocals, not that no one has ever not guest vocal before or whatever, but because we come from that hip hop world, we grew up on hip hop music that you looked forward to like, Hey, what, which MC did they bring in? Who did they collaborate mm. with? So that was part of our nature. So when you look all the way back to, you know, um, satellite, we had HR from bad brains. We had, you know, um, Ika mouse on there. We, you know, we had Christian from Blindside, and it, every record it carries on. We have somebody. And that wasn't because we were, we weren't making a point or we, we were just saying it's such a privilege and an honor for us to showcase people that we admire and, and that we are legends to us to have them on our record. Um, and so we did that and, and you move forward and, and everybody that's been our, on our record is, is either living legends and, or, or they're soon to be legends, you know, and, and Mike Mir from suicidal tendencies, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's ever did a guest vocal on somebody's record, at least up until that point. Um, we we had Mar uh, Bob Marley's daughters. We've I mean who else? We've Modest Yahoo before he blew up. We had uh, Paige Hamilton from Helmet, um, Lou from Sick of It All, Jamie from Hate Breed, yeah. Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah. the, the, it just goes on, right? <laughs> so and, and and I can't say again, not taking credit in the meantime because in the meantime it's not like we thought it out. We just we just made it happen. And then now when I look back, I'm like. Oh my gosh, look at all these legends that we have on our record. Like, does not anybody see this? Like, are we the only ones that this is legendary, you know? And, and, and so for this record, I, um, I, we had just met Randy on, on, um, a, a rock cruise called ship rock a couple years ago. And we've, we've passed each other for years and for, for whatever reason, we never really met. And then on ship rocks, we're out for five days and all of a sudden, you know, we just became great friends with Rand. He's a sweetheart. You know what I mean? I don't know why mm -hmm. we never connected before. And so we exchanged numbers. We ended up doing a song on the cruise with HR. We did a bad brain song and we just really connected. He's just a, he's a sweet guy. And I wish, I wish I would have known him all, all these years. And, um, and we stayed in contact. I read his book, you know, he, we would, we would throw, text back and forth. And, and when this record came out, you know, I, I hate asking people. And I just said, and then, you know, it's just, it, you don't know until you, you ask. And it was one of those texts like, Hey man, I know you're busy. They were getting ready. I think do Pantera. They were ready to do something amazing. And I was like, Hey, I have, we have this song, man. And I just want you to hear it. And maybe, but I was worried. I thought maybe it might be too bouncy for him. Maybe too hip hops. I, maybe it wasn't yeah. metal enough. And then the moment he heard it, he was like, um, uh, yeah, I want to do it. So I was like, cool, yes. I'll send you the track. And then, and now because of, of technology, 
you know, we go into our bedrooms and turn on our computers and we, we, we can record uh, songs. And, and so same thing with Tatiana, she's, um, you know, we, we met her, we went on tour with Ginger, but even before then, um, her husband is, is Alex Lopez, who's actually playing drums with us right now from Suicide Silence. And so we wanted, we wanted a female vocal. And so we asked her and she came through and did it, you know, um, Ove, uh, he's from San Diego. We met him on Shiprock as well. It just, it just went over well, you know, we're like, Hey, can we do that? You want to do this one? You're from San Diego. We just, and we wanted to, to be different. We had two metal gods up here and then, <laughs> you know what, let's take, let's take Cole from dead American and Sayosin and, and, um, you know, it, just have a new school vocal on there. And so, and that's probably my, I, I know every, you guys haven't heard it yet, but that might be one of my favorite songs on the record is actually the one with Cove. Oh, wow. Nice. Well, yeah, we talked about a festival in San Diego earlier. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm just going, I'm firing on all cylinders all the time. I'm sorry about that. It's ADHD, right? You've yeah, yeah, surely, yeah. you've just listed off a bunch of people who've collaborated with you who would also yeah. play the POD festival in San Diego that I'm coming up go. with. Surely you could, you can make that happen where all the get like a, a lot of the guests who've been on songs bring their bands and come and play. That's a, it's a genius oh, yeah. idea. Tell yeah, management, I only, I only want 10%. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I sure, I sure hope so, man. I could, yeah, I want to have a, a metal, punk, reggae, and rap festival all together. <laughs> oh, it'd be fantastic. That would be great. I'm coming over, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. <laughs> well, we're mentioning... Mentioning all those names of, pe- of people who have appeared on songs, I don't think that many people will know this, but isn't it true that Katy Perry is actually does a yeah. backing vocal on the song? What? And then she performed with you guys a few times and on like a chat shows in America and all this yeah. before, before yeah. she blew up. Well, before she was Katy Perry, <laughs> she, she, 
she was, uh, you know, she was hustling in, in Hollywood and, and she was actually Glenn Ballard who produced our record was working with her at the time. And he's, I mean, he's got Grammys collecting dust in his studio. You know, he's the one that he's worked with every, every artist imaginable. He is well known for, um, working with Alanis Morissette who, cre who, who created Alanis Morissette. Um, and so at the time he was working with Katie, um, just, just working on songs. And when we did goodbye for now, you know, we said, Hey, it would be really cool to have kind of a beautiful female vocal backup in the background, you know, more like an angelic voice. And he said, cool. I, I got the perfect person. If, you know, I'll have her come to the studio, hang out. And if you guys vibe, you know, she can do it. And so at the time she's just, she was punk rock. Katy Perry, you know what I mean? She was more of a tomboy coming in, being as silly and as goofy and as awesome as she is. And, um, you know, we have video footage of her picking her nose and she's like one of the guys. She was like, you know what I mean? She's not. And so I, I don't know the Katy Perry now. <laughs> I know the Katy Perry then who was like, no, this, this, this chick is cool. And, and, and she loved the band. She loved the song and she did it. And, um, because that song became uh, a single and a video, she ended up jumping in the video. She did a couple of the late night shows here in the States. Um, yeah. And it was, and then we would see her back and forth in Hollywood, still making music and hustling. And then all of a sudden you'd, we'd start to see just this kind of, uh, Katy Perry's on the rise. And before you knew it, she was top of the world, you know? And it was like, Oh, wow. Hopefully she remembers uh, the little guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One minute she's fighting an old friends and then next minute she's kissed a girl and then that's it. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she, she forgot all about you. If only she hadn't had a lesbian experience, she might have stayed down to earth and we'd all be friends with her now. Bloody <laughs> Katy Perry. She, ah. she forgot all about us, man. If she had hated, if she had hated that kiss, this would be a different conversation. Uh, oh, I love it. I just love, I just love these stories, and I just love these these things, man. Um, so the, as we start to wind down on this conversation, just a couple more quick things before you go. For sure. While we're talking about just mad experiences you've had with other people. I would be the the wrestling nerd inside of me would be very sad if I didn't <laughs> bring up. Ray Mysterio and doing the Buyaka 619 theme. I mean, that <laughs> is just such a legendary, fun song for wrestling fans. You got to perform at WrestleMania back in the day. Like, what's it the experience like for you when you have a song that's so iconic like that in such a different community and different fan base? It's again, th that's one of those things that opened up a whole new world for us. You know what I mean? Obviously when we were growing up, we were WWF fans. We were, you know, we were into wrestling and then the older you get, you kind of out of sight, out of mind, forget all of that. But, but Ray is a friend of ours. We actually uh, went to school together. He was a couple years uh, younger. What? Yeah. So we, so we come from the same neighborhood and then, you know, when, when we were both young and we started doing, you know, the band thing. And then we'd hear about, oh, wrestling's going, I mean, a Ray's going down to, to TJ and he's doing uh, Lucha Libre and he's doing wrestling. And so we, 
we always knew like, Hey, we're, we're all, we're chasing our dreams. Right. And then obviously when Ray hit it again, being from San Diego, everybody was so happy for him. So happy for POD. We're San Diego boys. And here we are, um, you know, having success in our, in our genres and stuff. And then, um, he had already had the Buyaka song with Mad One, who's another San Diego local uh, hip hop artist. And finally, now WWE wants to merge the the walk-in songs and make them a little bit more rockin'. And so that whole album, they put out a whole soundtrack with with theme songs, walkout songs, and added the bands of that time. And so for us, uh, or for Ray, it was a no brainer. Like, why why wouldn't I have my boys in mm. POD? do do my theme song so all we did all we did was take it add some guitars and some live band you know uh instruments to it um and then do my part and then mad one came and did his part and it was again it was just an honor to do it it wasn't thinking anything else and then all of a sudden it's just it's his new theme song and they (laughs) they played it for the rest of his his career you know and still still play it to this day and then he won the won the championship um at wrestlemania they had asked us if we wanted um if we would do it and it was of course we want to do it and so wrestling is a whole nother world and those are some of the most loyal fans ever so to this day we get people that are like oh i love that song you guys did for ray (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well uh, yeah it's crazy because my eight-year-old nephew sings that song to this day and loves it (laughs) that's mad isn't it like it'll live forever yeah, that's awesome. He yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. It'll live forever. <laughs> Dude, seriously, we really enjoyed this conversation and just yeah, thank you awesome. so much for thank you, giving man. us your time. I mean, before you go, if there's anything else you want to mention about this record or just anything POD have got um, coming up, please, the floor is yours. We'd love to hear it. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so, like I said, we're doing all our touring. Europe, UK will be down in South America later on this year. I know we're going to, it's just going to be a whirlwind of touring, uh, all the way through next year. So just super excited. Uh, May 3rd, Veritas, POD's new record drops. Um, we're, we can't wait for the world to hear it. Um, and aside from that, uh, until I am super busy on tour, I'm at home doing the best that I can. Uh, pay attention to Euthanation Foundation. Uh, I'm, I'm doing scholarships right now, raising money for scholarships to get um, kids in my neighborhood into the system at YMCA so they can work out nutrition, uh, community resources, exercise groups, sports. Uh, I'm raising money for scholarships right now so that uh, for the kids that can't afford it. And so the more money you give, the more I'll make sure that, uh, I mean, every penny goes to these kids. So I'll make sure that I'd love to get thousands of kids um, through there. Aside from that, just yeah, thank you always for paying attention to my band and for listening. And thank you guys for letting me be a part of this. No, no, no worries. Our thank pleasure. you. Thank you. And yeah, before you go, I just want to say thank you very much for the music over the years. Thank you very much for Thanks, the inspiration. Bro. Honestly, without you guys, there's so many bands who don't even realize they've been inspired, <laughs> which is mad, which, which, which is crazy. But thank you. Genuinely, thank you. We're about trying to give people their flowers while they're here. And yes. Yeah, you are a fucking legend. I cannot hey. wait for the new record. <laughs> and I, ca- I can't wait for you to win the boom off against Skin Dread because you've both got boom. <laughs> you've both got boom, boom mention right. singles. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm going to have to talk to Benji about that. (laughs) (laughs) Who? Yeah, who's the first? Oh, no. Then he's going to call you the original boomer. You don't want that. You don't (laughs) want to be known as the original boomer. That's the last one then. That's it. But yes, thank you very much for this. Thank Thank you. you. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. We'll see you guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Woo! Oh, you don't realize it there is I have just quoted the second lyric from Here Comes the Boom uh, from POD. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd listened. I love that song, but I completely forgot the first two lyrics of that song are Wucha! <laughs> and then just for the verse, he goes, Ha ha! And I would have loved to have gone, Who oh, come up with that then? <laughs> like, were you like, Oh, right then, I got a verse. But I'm missing like a word at the beginning. What can I do? And someone's gone, just laughing it. Ha ha! Ha ha! Surprise! Here comes a verse! Ha ha! Verse! So, uh, but yeah, fucking brilliant. That's all I've listened to since speaking to him. He made me so happy and he was so positive and his energy was so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Was so contagious. Contagious. That's it. Contagious. That's it. Contagious. Yeah. Like COVID is, um, his attitude and uh, love was very, very contagious. So Inspiring. Thank you very much. I don't know. Other words like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, positive yeah. One. We had a fucking blast. I hope he enjoyed too. He seemed to enjoy. We made him chuckle a good few times. He did. So, yes. Thank you again to Sunny and POD. That's one of the things I love the most about this podcast is just being able to make these absolute icons laugh of silly stuff we say and stuff of silly stuff they've been able to do in their careers he's led one hell of a life and continues to embrace that each and every day all that charity work and he's getting the flowers he absolutely deserves so i'm glad we could share the light a little bit on that and get the secrets behind it and just from ray mysterio to Katy perry they've done absolutely (laughs) everything in the music industry and uh yeah what a band what a band as i said new album coming out on May the 3rd, so make sure you go and pre-order that right now. And they will be appearing in the UK for three very special shows with our good friends in Skindred and as everything unfolds, Manchester, Wembley and Birmingham as well. So head there and check those details out. But also, should say congratulations to Skindred while we're at it. Oh, yes. Yes. Last week, uh, the boys of Skindred won a MOBO award um, which is absolutely amazingly des- well deserved is a long time coming, I think. Um, cause the new album's good, but all of their albums have been fucking good. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Benji, Dan, Mikey and Aria. Absolutely fucking smashing it. We love them. And yeah, I was over the moon to see that they won a mobile. So congratulations to them. We love you. Well done. Yeah. A big shout out to as everything unfolds as well. They've just been doing a mad run of independent yes, shows are. for independent venue week um, up and down the country. Sadly, couldn't get down to one of the shows, but the footage and the photos I've seen it being insane. Bit of a juxtaposition to see them going from small venues like that on one tour this month to next month playing Wembley <laughs> Arena. Yeah. It's a fair play to them. We're, we're out on tour supporting an independent venue week. What are you playing next week? The biggest venues in the fucking UK! <laughs> Who are they owned by? The fucking capitalists! All of them! <laughs> <laughs> O2 and fucking other bastard. 
but yeah, no, fair play to us. Everything unfolds. I love seeing them do well. I, like you said, I'm gutted I couldn't make it down to Cardiff. They played Club Bach and apparently absolutely smashed it. But I have spoke to Charlie and I think she is going to come to our London show. So the Ooh. Blackout play in London uh, next week. So yes, check out theblackoutband.com because my band is going on tour for the first time in nine years. As you might have seen if you follow us at all on social media, you were probably sick <laughs> of seeing the tour poster, as I am of posting it. But it's what I've got to do because nobody else in the band wants to do anything to do with fucking social media or managing a band or booking a band or invo- uh, anyway, I won't go into it. I'm f- currently fucking quite agitated because I got a lot going on behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a mere days away. Yeah. It's a mere days away. <laughs> please come. Make this worth it. For fuck's sake, please make it worth it. Do, please try your best to come along, right? Because at the moment, this is the Blackout's first and only tour in nine years, right? I don't know if I've got the mental capacity to do all the behind-the-scenes things I've had to do for the van while holding down four actual jobs as well. So, please come and see us. TheBlackoutBand.com starts Monday, ends next Sunday. Come a fucking long avaganda online. The end. Sorry. Yes, and if you're listening to this, maybe on your commute to one of the gigs, let us know at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Put it in your Insta stories. We'll share it. It'd be a good laugh. And if you want to support this podcast, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. As I said earlier, maybe you're going to one of these gigs on your own. Maybe you're a bit apprehensive because you've got no one to go with. Maybe you just want to meet some new friends. Joining the Patreon right now is the best opportunity to do that. I have arranged pre-party uh, meetups at different places before all the shows and everyone's kind of getting excited about it. So come along, make some friends, support the podcast and become a member of our SAP fam community. Uh, while we're thanking people, if you head to the description, there's loads of names there that we always thank but sean's gonna give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of the community those are the people in the top tiers i know we thank everybody every week but genuinely now this week none of this will be possible without the patreon honest i cannot stress that enough right so thank you very much to everybody involved we love you but thank you very much um to these people uh like morgan said are in the top tiers Thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, see you next week. Uh, Mayumi, maybe see you next week. Paul Ashfield, see you next week. Scarlett Char- I can't do this all the way through. Thank you very much. Scarlett Charlton, <laughs> Dilly Califragilistic, XBL Grimwood, Tony Michael, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Liam Conley, Molly Malloy, James Bowerbank, Amy Louise, Kat Besant, Alexandra Pemblindan, Jonathan Gutierrez, Jenny Robinson, Amy Dawson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Caroline Robson, Stephen Asson, Kate Paddock, Jenny Munster, Louis Cock, Carl Pendleby, James McNaught, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Danny Eaton, Martina McManus, M. Evans Roberts, Evan, Sean Fines, Ollie Avery, Emily Perry, Adam King of the Goss Parslow, Kalila Keane, Josh, a ghost walk into a bar, the bartender says, sorry, we don't serve spirits. Um, but he is desperate to buy him from Weatherspoons Crisp. Thank you very much, Vicky, Fraser Cummins, Kyle Bunkley, Chocolate Fan, David Smith, and last by no means least, Connolly Wins and family. Thank you very much to all of those people. We love you. Cheers. Woo! Can't wait. Can't wait to meet a lot of them in person this week. Um, but as always, thank you so much, Shangling. Getting this far, listening to the thing, and just supporting us in general, it means the world. And we'll be back next Friday and each and every week with very special guests. And if you know me at all, 
you when you see the graphic for next week's episode, you will feel sorry for Sean because he's had to put up with me fangirling about it. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one, isn't it? It's so, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very good. I'm oh, very yeah. excited. I I enjoyed that episode a lot as well. So yes, thank you very much to everybody. If you got this far, fucking congratulations. I'm sorry. Um, I love you. I'd love to see you at the Blagger Band. Uh, Blagger shows next week. Blaggerband.com. Blaggerband.com. Blaggerband. Dot com. The Blackout Band. Dot com. The Blackout Band. <laughs> fucking kill me. Anyway, uh, fucking Batman. I've begged on this podcast for five years for this band to get back together. And it's finally happened. It has become the bane and pain of my life. Please come and see us. <laughs> You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.